Hello, ladies, and welcome to Woman to Woman podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hanks and Lawrence, and I'm excited you have decided to join me on this journey towards wellness. This space is created for us to have real conversations that will change our lives, things that we will think about spiritually, financially, emotionally, and physically. So if this is your first time listening, Welcome. And if you're a regular listening audience, we certainly appreciate you. Your continued support, downloading, sharing, your comments, your review is what keep us going. So I just want to say thank you and kudos to you for keeping us going. And ironically, next month will be one year we've been recording and we just made it to number 57 on the Apple podcast. Uh, podcast chart for 100 tops. So, hey, and I'm believing that by next month, April, yes, we will be somewhere in the top 20. So again, thank you so much for listening. So I just want to jump in our conversation today. We are fortunate. I believe that we are fortunate enough. I have a guest with me today. Her name is Holly Toronto. Yes, I said it, Toronto, just like Canada. Okay. All right. But she is a certified master level coach through Health Coach Institute, and she has four years experience in helping highly driven women stop dieting and build resilience to toxic beauty message. That, I'm telling you, ladies, tune in, get whatever you got to do, get all the distraction out of the way. It is going to be an awesome, awesome episode. Holly, you want to say hello to our audience? Yes. Well, thank you for having me, Denise. I'm just so honored to be here and I'm really excited for the conversation we're going to have today. And congrats on that huge accomplishment with your podcast. That's huge. Hey, thank you. You know, that is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely appreciate it. Holly, this topic right here, um, especially in part of your bio that I just introduced, I'm going to actually just talk a little bit more about yourself as well, but I can't wait to dive into it yeah. because there's so many, well, you know what, just you go ahead and introduce this. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want me to like give a little background, a little story about like how I got into this work? Hey, Does girl. that feel good for you? Okay. Yeah. I find that that's the best way for me to explain body image work is through story because it can be really conceptual and we can talk about it and sort of like, yes, here you can do this thing or do that thing. But I think there's something so powerful about seeing and hearing um, someone else's experience and noticing, oh yeah, me too. Like I've had that experience too. Yes. So my, my journey with body image started at a very, very young age, probably around the age of like four or five. And actually that's quite common for most human beings. We start to get an understanding of our bodies, at least the way our bodies were, um, look and where they sort of stand in like the social hierarchy of like, these are good bodies and these are not good bodies from like that age around four or five, when we're entering into elementary school and we're surrounded by our peers and our body image is formed by many intersecting factors. So, you know, things like our gender, our race, our upbringing, our religion, all of those things, all of those intersecting factors play a role in how we see ourselves. And so for me, I grew up in the evangelical church in Christianity. And, you know, it's something that um, I still love the teachings of Jesus. I, I, you know, I read a lot of the mystical aspects of Christianity. Um, and it's something that I've sort of moved away from over the years and expanded my, my, 
my spiritual practice. However, mm-hmm. I grew up in the the 90s and the early 2000s during the height of what's called the purity movement. Right. And um, this was a movement that encouraged young people to abstain from sex until they were married. And I, I understand the reasons for that. I understand the protection um, that might have, you know, been there for, for parents with their children to want to, you know, help them protect their bodies and their hearts and their health and all of that kind of stuff. But what we're finding now as sort of purity culture is becoming this more mainstream understanding is that so many young people felt this deep sense of shame about their bodies and their body's desires for something very natural and normal, like sex and pleasure. And how that manifested for me is that I, anytime I felt that desire for, you know, sex, pleasure, whatever it might be, um, I blamed my body. I felt like I couldn't trust my body. I felt like she was lying to me. I felt like there was something wrong with her. And that manifested itself as disordered eating and body shame. And so probably around the age of like eight years old, I wanted to shrink my body. I wanted to go on a diet. Yeah, I wanted to go on a diet. I wanted to be smaller. I didn't understand why I couldn't look like the other girls or I thought I should look like, you know, somebody else. And that sort of followed me all the way through my my teenage years and into my young adulthood, all the way up until probably six years ago. And, you know, I can fast forward into, into adulthood. Um, you know, I'd sort of done a lot of healing around the purity culture aspect of, of my life. And I had learned to trust my body in new ways, but like the disordered eating thing was still there. And so I moved to New York city uh, about 15 years ago to pursue a career in the fashion industry. I don't live there anymore. I just moved. Um, Denise and I were talking off camera. I just moved uh, two hours outside of New York, but I decided to pursue a career in the fashion industry. So very image centric industry, um, a lot of focus on like how you look and, you know, comparing yourself to other women. And so, and I also struggled with female adult acne. So I had acne all over my face and it was something that I felt really insecure about. And I decided probably in like 2013 that I wanted to take a more holistic approach to, um, managing my acne, which can be a very beautiful path for many people. However, there's an adverse effect that happens when we sort of go down this route of like naturopathic medicine that right, right. We, we don't, we don't always talk about. So for me, I, I went on a very extreme elimination diet to try to heal my acne. So I cut out like all of these different foods. Wait a minute. So you actually did a whole diet itself to work on the acne. Yeah. You said extreme. Extreme. Talk a little bit more about that. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I was cutting out all foods that I loved, basically I was cutting out gluten, dairy, sugar, alcohol, nightshades, coffee. Um, I always like to add in there. I cut out fun, right? Like I cut out all like the things that I enjoy, <laughs> which kind of was true because, you know, I went on this diet and I'm like a very obedient person. So this, uh-huh. I, I was working with a naturopathic doctor who said, you go on this diet and you'll clear your skin. And it was supposed to be a very temporary six week experiment. And I did it perfectly. However, that six weeks came and went and there was no plan for integration. So there was no plan for me going back to normal eating. And I ended up staying on this diet for about a year and a half. And during that time, a few things happened. One being that my skin did not clear up, right? So this wow. promise of, of clear skin didn't happen. Um, well, even in the first six weeks, you, you noticed that it didn't clear up? Nope. You, nope. But you continued the diet anyway. Yes. Is it because of your discipline, how you have been well, like an obedient person, you're disciplined to this. You continued that and that there was no evidence. Yeah, exactly. That. And I also lost a lot of weight on this diet. 
and started to receive tons of praise, tons of accolades from people in my community. Oh, you look so good now that you lost the weight, right? That's a trick right there. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's, how, that's how they get you, right? You get that like, gone, but you look good. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're skinnier, <laughs> you're this. And so I started to receive a lot of requests from people for me to help them lose weight in the same way that I did. Right. And so I became a health coach because of that. And I, so I got my certification but there was all of these insidious things happening under the surface and that I was constantly stressed and anxious around food, right? Mm-hmm. Always worried about what, what I was going to like put in my body that might kill me or make me put on weight or give me acne, even though I already had acne, it just didn't make sense. <laughs> um, and I was socially isolating. So like when I say I cut out fun, right? Like I wouldn't go out with friends and enjoy a dinner or let people cook for me because I felt like I, I needed to control the food, right? Right. Um, And I felt this, like this deep sense of like, I'd built my self-worth on being able to like lose this weight and keep it off. Right. And Uh like getting maintaining all of that praise and accolades for being so disciplined and so good and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, and so it felt like my self-worth was sort of like hanging on by a thread. Right. So it's like, if I had gained weight or anything like that, if I had fall, if I had eaten something quote unquote bad, then Mm -hmm. my self-worth would just crumble. Right. Wow. And so the turning point happened for me when I was on a trip with my husband, we were in Alaska. It was a trip that we had dreamed of going on. We were on a cruise and anybody that's ever been on a cruise knows you eat, right? You got all, you can, eat, girl. <laughs> all you can eat dessert with every meal. And I, every single day I was having these like breakdowns every single day. I was like crying and telling my husband, I would never go on a trip like this ever again because of the food. And like, was so disconnected from the joy and the pleasure and the experience of being in this like magnificent glory, like gorgeous environment. And so my husband had to sort of like lovingly have a conversation with me and be like, Hey, you know, I'm here to have fun. And you're kind of, (laughs) kind of messing that up for me. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't seem very happy or healthy. Like health is much more than just physical health. We also have to talk about spiritual and mental and emotional health. Right. And, and so as synergy would have it, or as God would have it, there was one book that I brought with me on that trip. And it's a book called intuitive eating, which we can get more into if you'd like. Mm -hmm. And I saw myself so clearly in this book, what I had been creating for myself and potentially others. And I, I came back from that trip and I started to implement the principles of intuitive eating in my life right? and really started to disconnect, disconnect health and weight and, uh-huh. and weight and worth and started to understand that like, oh, all bodies are good bodies, right? right? All bodies are worthy bodies, no matter what they look like. And completely shifted the focus of my practice to be helping people build resilience to these toxic messages, which we can talk about way, way more that tell us that our best life or our worth is on the other side of losing weight. Right. Yeah. You yeah. find that because here's the thing. You said something that I, I, I want to uh, piggyback on being in this space, this moment with your husband, this grand vacation that you plan in this moment, this getaway, but could not enjoy because you were so restricted. Your mind, the thought process, seeing the food, it was like an enemy. Mm-hmm. So it took exactly. away that fun because mm-hmm. of the restriction that we often told, do this, do this, do this. You can't have that. You can't. Then what in the world are we going to eat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because there are times when, you know, they tell you, okay, too much vegetable, not good. But you told me to have vegetables. Mm-hmm. Then too much of this, this is too acidic. This is this, this is that. Oh, that's too much gluten. That's too much. That, no, don't go gluten-free. Hey, don't eat that grain. Well, this grain is good. 
what do you want me to eat? What do you want me to do? Yep. Like yep. seriously, like how Listen. it's endless. Yeah. 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 It really is. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and it also backfires too. It doesn't, it doesn't work. So what we know from, from the research around dieting, and this includes like so-called lifestyle plans that everyone says like, oh yeah, just go keto or do this intermittent fasting or do this paleo, which they, right. they're like the quote unquote lifestyle diets. Right. Um, what we know is that they fail 95 to 98% of the time. And most of them leave people in a place where they're worse off in their health than they were before they went on the diet. So our bodies have actually evolved to be acutely resistant to <laughs> restriction and deprivation. They experience that as a threat to our survival. So any sense of like reducing calorie intake or reducing certain types of foods in our, in our bodies, our bodies actually experience that as a threat to our survival. And what they'll do is they'll sort of load up these survival mechanisms. So they'll slow down our metabolism right? They'll decrease our energy level. They'll the lower on, on yes, areas, exactly, right? Exactly. They'll lower our sex drive. They'll do all of these things to, um, make us essentially slow down so that we can serve. Wow. Right? I never even, thought about it like that. Yeah. Honestly, like you, you're absolutely right because it's so much, the body itself is just, it's a beautiful thing. Yes. If we can learn how to understand it it speaks to us right mm. it speaks to us. like you just said when we cut out certain of this thing it slowed down our sex drive it slowed down our metabolism it's like and you're wondering like okay i'm not functioning in this area if you're married whatever i'm not functioning in this area da, da, da. i'm not functioning this just me myself just getting up i'm weak i'm li- tired easily it's also part of that mm-hmm. wow yeah 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 and it in it even on a psychological level our bodies. Um, and our brains, I should say, have developed to be acutely resistant to it um, because we experience things like, okay, let's say like a donut, right? I always use donuts as an example because it always seems to be like a thing for people, right? We tell ourselves, oh, that donut's bad. I can't eat that donut, right? It's not a part of my approved plan. I can't eat that. (laughs) And what that does on a psychological level is that makes that food a scarce resource. And because of our, like how we've evolved as a human species, right. To like seek out food and, and to like it for our, for our survival, right. When we experience something as a scarce resource that signifies like famine to us. And what that does is, is cause us to want to get as much of it as we possibly can before we go into starvation mode. And so it's like, okay. And that's why people have the experience of instead of like, instead of just eating one donut, they might eat the whole box right? Because they're telling themselves, oh, I can't have that thing. It's like the classic, like, don't think about a pink pink elephant, right? All you think about is a pink elephant. It's like, don't think about that donut. Don't eat that donut. All you want is that donut, right? And so it backfires even on a psychological level where people will think, oh, I'm not dieting because I don't, you know, I'm not on Weight Watchers anymore. I'm not doing paleo. I'm not doing keto. But even on a psychological level, it's called the diet mentality. We're still restricting. And that means we're still in reaction to food and probably, um, doing things that like we might think are, uh, binge like, or like we have a binge eating problem or we eat past the point of fullness. We, we have no discipline. We have no self-control, whatever it might be, but really what's at the root of that is restriction. Restriction. Right. So you said something earlier also, I want to ask you to talk a little bit about that. So everything has some form of effect or effect on, on, on our whole being. Mm -hmm. So our race, 
our gender, obviously, mm-hmm. our culture, all mm-hmm. that stuff, traditions. So if you come from, you know, that has a lot to play in it and it intertwines with it. Then how do we combat that? Mm. How do we do that? Mm. Because you're looking at, okay, so when we talk about body image, and like you said earlier, that you continue this naturopathic way and you're with your discipline and being obedient. You're like, okay, I'm going to do this because you were getting the accolades. You were getting the praise. You know, I'm a plus size woman mm-hmm. and people will always say, oh my goodness, girl, you dress so good for a big girl. Mm-hmm. Like, why do we have to put the big girl? 4A, 4A. Why do you have to add that? 4A, like, big girl. Like, right. Really? Like seriously? So backhanded. <laughs> you just throw me back to do whatever I was like, Oh, really? So, you know, and I go back to, so how do we overcome that? How do we combat that? So the culture, the gender, the, 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 the religion, the, um, everything, how mm-hmm. do we combat that? Like, what, what do you suggest? What do you recommend mm-hmm. someone's going through this journey? You know, because there's so many things out there. There's Weight Watchers, there's this, there's that. And again, why are we doing it? Are we doing it for health reasons? Are we doing it to be, you know, connected to the body and to take care of the body? Or are we doing it because we want the recognition mm. because we live in a space where we're expected to look a certain way, you know, have a certain image and, you know, this one may get the job over me because she's slender or she mm-hmm. have little curves in certain areas that I may not have. Mm-hmm. So how do we, cause this women, we have so much to deal with already. Yeah. And like to add this to it, it's like, are you serious right now? Yeah. <laughs> how, do we, how do we, how do we maneuver? How do we navigate? Oh, oh, there's like so many things that I want to say about this. So the first thing, the first place that I want to start with is just acknowledging the culture that we live in, right? The culture. And I'm, I'm not saying that this is true in, in every single nuanced aspect of our culture, because different cultures have different come froms. Um, right. But I would say the ethos, especially of Western culture is a starting place of unworthiness, right? There's a starting place of like, you come into this world unworthy. right? And from that, like, from the time you are born, it's about, um, you know, how you look, and the job that you have and how much money you can make and the possessions that you own and the, the relationships that you, what your relationship status is, all of these external things that are meant to, to fill us, to fill our worth, right? But what we know, right, is that much of that form is temporary. Absolutely. The body that we come into Absolutely. is temporary, the body that I had when I was three is not the same body I have when I'm 33. Like it's temporary, like relationships, even if you're in a long-term relationship, if I've been with my husband for 12 years, we've had two to three different versions of our relationship because we grow right. right. Temporary um, success, money, all of that kind of stuff is temporary. Right. And so when we place our entire sense of self worth on our looks or anything that's outside of us, who spirit, God, divine made us to be. It's again, like I was saying before, it's hanging on by this thread. Thread, yes. Any minute, if like that relationship ends or your body goes through a change or, you know, you didn't make your numbers that month. It's like the rug is pulled out from under you and you're no longer worthy, right? And you put all of that onto yourself. There's something wrong with me. I'm not enough, right? Mm. And so that's the starting place. That's how we're socialized. That's like the ethos of our culture. And this is like, this is a big, a big, big turning point for people. And it's one that comes with a lot of practice, a lot of support, a lot of coaching, but 
the shift is to move, to flip it, right? And so instead of a starting place of unworthiness, this is like a concept um, that's talked a lot about in personal development. It's uh, be, do, have versus have, do, be, oh, right, right, right? So right. We, we switch to that place of, oh, I'm my starting place is actually goodness, Mm-hmm. worthiness, enoughness. I am enough. I'm valuable mm. just as I am. Yes, right? yeah. And from that place that inspires action that inspires us to, to care for and honor our bodies in ways that they deserve, right. That are most nourishing to us. That inspires us to, to dress in a way that like it lights us up. Like you, yeah, uh, you yeah. love to dress in a way that's like you're, you're wearing sparkles right now. Right. Like yeah, yeah. I, I have these like big, bright pink earrings that I'll put back on, like that shows our personality. Yeah. Right. Um, it invites us to put ourselves out there for the relationships that we know we're deserving of. Right. Yes. And that place that leads us to the have, right. And the have a lot of people think that's like, Oh, my body will change. Right. Or, you know, I'll be smaller, whatever the have right? The have is usually a sense of inner fulfillment, inner connection to that, which is greater than us, inner connection to ourselves. It's a deeper sense of like coming home to ourselves beyond all of these external things that we're always grasping for. And so that's, that's how I sort of describe body image work on that, like that grander level. It's like, it's flipping it from this place of like, I must have the ideal body in order to have X, Y, and Z and be happy and successful to my body is, is whole and perfect and enough just as she is. Right. And allowing that to lead the life that, and, and the health and the experience that I want. So you have a practice, right? You have a, a, a business that you do. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you kind of walk your clients through and what kind of clients do you see often coming to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll answer the, the part on who comes to me and then I'll answer the part on and how I support them. Does that work? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So who usually comes to me is the woman who's so sick of it. Like yeah. She's so freaking sick of it. Like you were saying before, like we have so much to deal with as, as women, right? Like, why does this have to be another thing? And I, and I think about, there's a book called the beauty myth by Naomi Wolf. And one quote that she has in that book is, is, um, dieting is the most potent political sedative of our, of our time. A quietly mad population is a tractable one. And what I always add to that is dieting is the most potent spiritual sedative relational sedative, um, career sedative, right? When we are so preoccupied with how we look and shrinking our bodies and that next diet, right? We cannot show up fully in our lives. And so the woman who's coming to me is a woman who's like, I know that I have something to put out into the world, right? I know that my life is bigger than dieting and trying to shrink my body. I know I have more to offer than just the perfect ideal body. And she has a sense of readiness of like, okay, I want to give that up as hard as it might be Uh and direct my energy towards loving and nurturing and caring for my body from what we call a weight neutral perspective and, um, putting my energy towards that, which is truly important to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's like the client that I work with. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like most of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. The woman How do you who, support them? How do you yeah. support them? So I, I have a few different ways that I support them. I mean, I work in private, I do private coaching, but I also have a group coaching program that I run with my business partner, Julie Olamacher. Um, okay. And it's a program called Homecoming. And Homecoming is a program that's about helping women ditch the pursuit of body sh- or ditch body shame and dieting and right. decide to put their energy into creating a big, beautiful and bold life. Oh. And there's four pillars of that program. 
we start with intuitive eating, which is what I was talking about before the book yes. that I found, um, which in a nutshell, and there's, there's 10 principles of this book, but, um, the, in a nutshell, it's about, um, creating a peaceful relationship to your body and food. One where all foods within the context of, of course, allergies are allowed, right? So you're feeling at peace, you're nourishing your body. The second piece is body image. And this is about the resilience piece of it. This is about where we are breaking down, pulling apart, calling out all of the toxic stuff that we've been told about our bodies that we get in the media, that we get in magazines, that we get in the diet industry. And we're building resilience to that. And we're consistently asking ourselves, what's actually true here? What's true about me? What's true about my body? The third piece is embodiment. And so this is where we go a layer deeper beyond just skin deep, right? Just beyond just what we're seeing to actually how we live in partnership with our bodies. And this is where you might've heard me say this a couple of times. I refer to my body as she, because yes, I, she, I heard that. <laughs> yeah, because she is a human being and we forget that, right? We forget that we are human beings. We forget. Yeah. We use words like, oh, they're a vehicle or they're a vessel or whatever it might be. But it's like, no, this is flesh and bone and blood. Yeah, come on. This, is, this yeah. is a human being, right? And when we think of our bodies as human beings, I don't know, it makes it a, a lot harder for us to, um, to hate them, I think personally. I like that mindset shift. I like, right? I like that mindset shift. I'm, I'm feeling that. Yeah. Yeah. It's you like, start oh. with a, you start with, okay. Uh, taking that, that whole concept of what you've been told about your body, what you, the lies that you've been told, and then to, to think of her in a different way mm-hmm. and to see her for her value and her yeah. worth. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what was said before you take your clients through this process of having to just, just get rid of that. So mm-hmm. detox those thoughts, Yes, exactly. Detox those negative thoughts and those negative ideas, and then to embrace more positive thoughts mm-hmm. and to love her. Mm-hmm. I like That's that. it. That's I it. Like yeah. That. And just remembering like that. that she is a person we, we talk about in, in homecoming that, our bodies are, are our original life partner, right? Can you think about your body as like a partner? Like you, you would wow. your husband or your boyfriend or your not spouse. Going anywhere. <laughs> I know exactly. Literally not going anywhere. Like can't go about it, like, anywhere. Oh, I hate my body. She's not going anywhere. No. I like to be there tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might as well build like a nourishing relationship with her. You're not not about it like that, Holly. I, I love that. I know. I it's... love that because she's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. She's not. <laughs> so we're going to have to work this relationship out. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. You need this. I need this. We're going to have to communicate. You and I need to be in sync. We need to, we need to be in communication every day, mm-hmm. boo-boo. We can't be in mouths with each other. We need to talk. You talk to me. I talk back to you. You need something to eat. I feed you. You don't want that. Then no problem. I'm not going to starve you. I'm not going to hold you back from what you like. Okay. I love it. Right. It's so good. And you think about the foundation. I love that you said communication, but the foundation of any strong, healthy relationship is trust. Yes. Right. Yes. Trust our bodies. Our bodies can trust us. And we stop dieting. That's when our bodies start to trust us. Most like most of the time. Yes, there's nuance to that. But that's usually when our bodies start to trust us and our bodies will regulate in in a way that's like, yeah, most most um, nourishing to us, most aligned with our fullest expression. So funny you said that because, you know, I think about how um, whether you go through these new things that they have intimate fasting and different fasting in a fasting on a, a religious basis or anything like that. 
anytime you stop the body from getting what it needs, it holds on to it. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, listen, we we trying to do. You trying to starve us here? Okay, we are gonna save it for winter. Yeah, <laughs> winter is coming. Yeah, we- that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. Winter is coming, girlfriend. Winter is you coming. You can do what you want to do, right? Summer, talk about your summer body and summer look. We storing up for winter because the way you behaving, I don't know what's, how we gonna survive, right? <laughs> I mean, that's exactly it. <laughs> That's exactly it. Amazing. I'm so excited that you're here. I enjoy this. I mean, I want to have you back to talk about more things. I hope our listeners, tell them where they can uh, reach out to you if they need to uh, get in touch with you and what you could offer. I mean, we live in this virtual world too. I know. I'm everywhere. Yeah, I'm everywhere on the internet. Um, oh, and the, just the last thing that I wanted to say is that the fourth piece of of the of my framework that I work through in my homecoming program is homecoming, right? And so that's what I was talking about before, how when we are now at peace with our bodies and partnership with our bodies, how do we want to use this body to show up for the big, bold work that we want to do in the world? And so that's the homecoming piece of it. Um, yeah, as far as getting a hold of me, I'm, I'm on um, Instagram at holly.toronto and Toronto is again, just like the Canadian city. Um, you can go to my website, hollytoronto.com. I also have a podcast called return to wholeness, which is about the intersection of body image and spirituality and all of the things that we give away our power to, to define our self-worth and how we can call those things back to ourselves. And so that's, that's the podcast that I'm currently hosting. Um, and yeah, that, that's it. That's probably the best way to do it. Oh my goodness, Holly. I love it. I, I enjoy this conversation. It's informative. I know we, we, I, you know, I'm just a person, jovial person. So of course <laughs> I snicker about a few things, but it's so real because women, we have so much to deal with already. Mm-hmm. And then to go through this war with ourselves, with our body. And I like the concept of looking at her as who she is, a human being. Yeah. And to find a space and place where we're going to have to coexist. Yep. It's not like I can get out of her. Nope. You know what I mean? Nope. Nope. You really, really can. As long as I'm alive, we're together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's one partnership that there's no separation here uh-huh. until that, until death. Okay. Yep. That's yep. different, but you know, um, so it's, a, it's, it has changed my thinking already. My mindset mm-hmm. has just, it just shifted. The moment you said it, I was like, whoa, yep, yep. whoa, whoa, whoa. I have homework to do. I have some homework to do. Mm. So um, at the end of every recording, I like to do what's called a call to action. Mm. Following the John Maxwell concept of the acronym ACT, what will you apply, what will you change, what will you teach? And just to challenge our listeners to take something from what was discussed on today Mm. and to make that be a call to action that will change the trajectory of their lives Mm. in some area. Mm. and I'm going to give you that space because thank you listen just flow okay great tap on it you flow you you tell us challenge us today what word of encouragement Mm. of the woman who's sitting there who's struggling with it and it's not that easy for her to say okay it's not that easy because she's been told so many things and so many lies about her body she's been rejected in so many places applied for jobs spaces and things like that showing up for businesses but rejected because of her body image Mm -hmm. to the point where she doesn't love her 
Mm-hmm. She doesn't love that human. She doesn't love that body. Mm-hmm. So she's doing damage to it. So instead of caring for her, she's damaging her, mm-hmm. abusing her, right? Mm-hmm. What do you say to that woman? What do you say to the other woman who is on that roller coaster? Like, okay, up one day and then down the next, you know? I can't find the discipline, not disciplined enough. Can't find the, the, the courage to be that disciplined to do what needs to be done. And what do you say to the person that's also been listening to, trying so many things and nothing's working. Mm. So why should I believe you, Holly? Mm, yeah. I tried that. I've done this. I've done that. It mm-hmm. didn't work. Mm, mm. So just flow today and just speak to yeah. all the areas if you can, please. Yeah. Yeah. Well, feel free to bring me back if I, if I launch too much into outer <laughs> space. <laughs> um, I love like all of the, the different archetype of, of woman that, you presenced here the woman who has been has actual evidence to show that she's been rejected because of the way that she looks um you know for the woman who's tried everything the woman who um consistently has put herself out there only to be disappointed right there's there's so much messiness that we have in our relationship to our bodies right and so i the first thing that i just want to say is that i see you right? Like that's what I would say to each archetype of woman that, that you just named. I, I see you and I affirm you in your experience. Um, we live in a really toxic culture on many, many fronts, right? And you are so, so, so not alone. And if you take anything away, it's that, right? It's that you are so not alone in your experience of, hating your body, mistrusting your body, feeling ashamed of your body. You are just so, so, so not alone. And then from that place, what I would really, if we use that act, right, apply, um, change, teach, uh, if you were going to apply anything, it would be what Denise and I were talking about with your body is your original life partner, right? And can you just imagine for a moment that your body wants the best possible outcome for you, that she's actually quite generous, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if she, it feels like she betrays you from time to time. Can you just imagine for just one moment that she wants what's best for you in the same way that you and your partner want what's best for each other? And can you open up possibility from that place? Just simply asking that question, okay, body, you want what's best for me. I want what's best for you. How can we co-create that together? My, my guess is that it would have less to do with rejecting your body, wanting to shrink her, wanting to, you know, remove her, remove parts of her, right? And that it might be about accepting and including all parts of her. That's what, that's what I would really imagine in, in a long-term partnership that you're not getting out of right? At some point, there does have to be a level of acceptance, even if it's not perfect. Um, the thing that I would change is, or invite you to change is, oh my God, stop dieting. <laughs> and 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 further to that, like if, if I just add a little bit of a, a, a caveat to that, it's stop thinking that other people know better than you do about what's best for your body. Ah. I know. <laughs> Part two. Yeah, I, I know. I'm like, I hesitate to go here because I, I feel like this will open up a whole thing. But um, in in my homecoming program, we talk about the idea of bodily sovereignty, 
right? And sovereignty is similar to agency and autonomy. Like you, you know, you are the number one authority on you, right? Like that's sort of like a buzzy thing in like personal development spaces. Like you're the number one authority, but sovereignty also um, suggests belonging, that we belong to ourselves, that our bodies belong to us, right? And when we are dieting and we're giving, you know, that health authority, like I did with that naturopathic doctor to tell me what was right for my body, that I needed to cut out all of X, Y, and Z, even though that ended up really hurting me, right? Um, that was me out of my sovereignty. And if we can imagine for a moment that your body belongs to you, you are sovereign. You are the sovereign queen of your, of your body, right? How would you choose to care for her? How would you choose to honor her? It's probably not going to come from following somebody else's plan. Yeah. And, and teach, hmm. what would I invite you to teach? Ooh, I think about, and I, I don't want to assume that everyone is that's listening is, is a mother, but I do believe that, um, every human being has the capacity to mother in some way, whether that's a coach with her clients, a mother with her actual children, um, you know, partnerships or whatever we have like that loving, nurturing maternalness to us, whether we choose to have actual children or not, um, what I would invite you to teach to as many human beings as you have influence over uh, is that all bodies are good bodies, regardless of size, regardless of color, regardless of gender, regardless of whatever, whatever, whatever um, little nuance there is to each body, like remembering that there's 7 billion different bodies on planet earth, right? And all bodies are good bodies. And from that place of, of deep honor and respect for our own bodies, that I, I truly believe translates into deep honor and respect for all bodies. And I really believe that that's how we will continue to move away from division and hatred of the other and come back to wholeness as human, as, as humanity, as humans. Wow. Oh, girl. Oh, you have me on a, <laughs> like, send me your email, sign me up. <laughs> Oh, it's a pleasure. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I was so honored to have you today, mm -hmm. Holly. Mm -hmm. Again, could you please just let us know where we can follow you? I know you're still busy having your little text talk, TED talks, whatever, and <laughs> magazines and interviews and all these other podcasts. So I really certainly appreciate you finding the time to grace this podium, grace this platform, Women mm -hmm. to Women. Uh, podcast so that these women that are listening from all over we're now in 25 countries mm. and um you know just really really trying to empower them and that you did today mm. that you did mm. today mm. so i just thank you for that i thank our listening audience i thank our viewing audience you know please reach out to her give us your information again we know it's holly toronto.com but mm -hmm. give us the rest of the other platforms that we can also follow you on yeah well thank you for everything that you just shared denise i mean yeah i've been on a lot of a lot of podcasts before and not all of them are as flowy as, as this one was today so thank you for holding such beautiful space and inviting this conversation um it's really been a true honor to be here and yeah uh holly.toronto is my Instagram handle. That's where I'm mostly active is in that space. Um, and if you go there, you can go to the link, the link in my bio, you can get access to my podcast there, which is called return to wholeness. And then I also have like a couple of meditations in there that you could probably get access to for free. There's a whole bunch of goodies in the link in my bio. So go ahead there. Um, and yeah, like, uh, follow me and then also send me a DM. I love to hear from people. If there was something you took away from this, I'd love to know what that is. And that's it. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Holly. Thank you. So ladies, you heard it right here. Again, it is my pleasure and my prayer at all time to bring you content that's relatable, practical, and anything that you send when you send your emails and you send your suggestions. So if you hear something you didn't want to hear, that's because you didn't send and request what you (laughs) wanted to hear. So please do send me an email. It's simple as W, the number two W podcast show at gmail.com. So it's W, the number two W podcast show at gmail.com. We're on Instagram at W2W um, podcast. I was like, wait a minute. I almost forgot where we're on. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can just follow me myself, but definitely we would love to hear from you. Let us know some of the things, the topics that you would like us to discuss and bring and share with you, as well as if you're interested in uh, being a part of it, then send me an email again at w2wpodcastshow at gmail.com. Holly Toronto, you rock. I love you, you, girl. I love you. And now I'm going to talk to my girl when we're finished with this recording, (laughs) (laughs) because I've got to apologize to her. Okay. I need to apologize to her and tell her I'm sorry. She and I weren't talking together. So we got to work on this communication thing. I got to trust her. I got to let her know she could trust me and work this thing together and forget about everybody else that want to tell us what to do when we know what's best for us. Mm. So thank you so much for bringing that to me. Um, That's such clarity in the mindset shift. I love it. Mm. I love it. I love Mm. it. It's transformational. So good luck in all your businesses and all your endeavors. Uh, You're already making strides and, um, the best is even yet to come for you, sweetie. Thank, Thank you, you so much for sharing so Thank much of you today. You. Um, and I definitely will be reaching out to you. Yes, please do. Please <laughs> but I don't want to hear it because I look good because I know I look good. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because right. my girl right. Holly told me so. <laughs> That's so. right. You know, just really appreciate you again. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, coming on and doing this with me. Thank you.